Ahoy! Welcome to episode seven. 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 Is it seven, really? Yep. Blimey. Episode seven of season two of Bottom of the Stream. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And we are the hosts of this podcast boat. We're still looking for good and bad along the stream and Netflix. What we do. That's what we do. We look at the bottom of the stream so you don't have to. How have you been this week? Good. Do you know what? What? Do you remember, remember last week? Yeah. When I mentioned that documentary about like vegan power. Oh, yeah. Well, I've just took delivery today just oh, before God. I came over here. Some vegetables. No, I'm exactly the opposite. £55 worth, as is, as in money, not weight, of cow meat. <laughs> I love cow meat. It's the second favourite kind yeah. of meat. Like mince, steaks. Good times. Off the burgers. Inter- internet meat. No, off from... Uh, so our friend has got like a little small farm. Oh, nice. And every now and again they... Send you a cow. Get rid of a cow. Or pieces of a cow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll be around all, year, all around yours for some beef then. We could have a winter barbecue. Sounds good to me. I love a good barbecue. <laughs> so so, so yeah. you're just going to ditch off that vegan documentary? Well, I was never going to go vegan. <laughs> I was just, I just thought it was funny after mentioning it last week. Don't go vegan. We've gone full on the other way. <laughs> you definitely have. Been watching anything good at the top of the stream this week? Um, I have watched the new series, well, mini series, really. There's only four episodes. Queer Eye in Japan. Queer Eye in Japan? Yeah. How does that work? Well, it's the same program as normal. They're but just in, Japanese J- in Japan. Yeah. Huh. I've never seen one episode. I think I watched that at your house. It's, it's really good. Very, very emotional, this was. Oh, was it really? Yeah, really. The first episode, they go and help out a lady who sleeps on the floor of her own dining room under the table because she has turned her house into a community centre slash end-of-life care. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Sorry, we're going deep. We're going deep start. early. Yeah, so she does all this care for people in the community and nothing for herself. Wow. It's, it's totes emotion. That sounds it. Uh, good, might. good. It's, it's a good joke. Positive message. I might avoid that. It's going completely opposite end of the spectrum. I watched a film called Rattlesnake. Okay, yeah. I watched it last night because you let me down because we were supposed to be recording yeah. last night. So I thought, well, I'll just watch a film to talk about instead then. Um, Rattlesnake was another one of these five films that Netflix released in October. Yes. Horror films. So I've done four of them now. I've just got Eli left to watch, which okay, was the yeah. one I really wanted to watch in the first place. Uh, this one was garbage. Really <laughs> pure, unadulterated garbage. It was awful. No redeeming feature whatsoever. Boring as fuck. Oh, well, that's, that's even worse <laughs> than being bad. Oh, it was so boring. Nothing, Literally nothing happens. So the, the premise of it is that a woman and her daughter are on a road trip and they get a puncture in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the daughter gets out of the car and gets bitten by a rattlesnake. Okay. And the mum was obviously panicking and then she turns around and she sees a caravan. Like what they cook meth in, in Breaking Bad. Right. And like an RV. Yeah, a little bit. Like one of these silver bullet caravans. Oh, okay. okay. Like a jet stream um, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. With a lady in it and she cures the rattlesnake sting. Bite. Not sting. They don't, <laughs> snakes don't sting. Um, so she takes the kid to the hospital and when she's at the hospital, she gets visited by this bloke who says, well, you've now got to take another person's life in payment for your daughters. I, I'm, I'm a bit turned off already, to be honest. So boring. <laughs> and then the rest of the film is her turmoil of whether she should do it or not. She's given a time limit, obviously. Right. And does she do it or not is the whole film. Okay. Oh, it's garbage. Okay. <laughs> so bad. I'm, I'm staying away. It's that. It would be at the bottom of the stream had we reviewed it on our table. And I think in a year's time, it'd probably be right down there. <laughs> but it's never going on our table now. I've seen it. Um, I've also watched The End of the Fucking World Season 2. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Which isn't on Netflix over here yet. It is on Netflix in America. 
Yes. It is on all four in the UK because it's like a joint production between the two of them. It's all right. It's not as good as the first series, but no, it was never going to be. Have you seen the first series? Uh, yeah, I've seen the first one. I, I, I did really enjoy it. It is good. It's worth watching. It finishes the story and I can't see them doing it anymore. So, so that kind the of story nicely. That kind of leads on to a bit of news I had. Go for which it. Which isn't really Netflix news. <laughs> Netflix news. Netflix, <laughs> Netflix news. Yeah. It's streaming news. Oh, streaming news. So you're going to talk about BritBox. Well, I was going to mention it, but not <laughs> just on. that. So if, because this week in the UK, yeah. Apple TV's launched. Yes. That was, what, four or five days ago? Yeah, I think so. And then today, BritBox has launched. Yeah. Which doesn't mean, please don't <laughs> tell me we've got to do a podcast about each of them as well. I'm not getting BritBox. <laughs> I'm really, really against BritBox. But a lot of that stuff's on Netflix already. Yep. A lot of it's and on Netflix or free on BBC iPlayer or the ITV Hub or all four, five on demand. It's and all already on there. But now they're going to take it off and charge you for it. Ah, it's, it's just it's really wrong. It's I really, getting I'm, really messy, isn't it? I really don't like it. And then you've got... Um, you pay license fee, and then you've got to pay again to watch the things that yeah. you've already paid for in the first place. It's messed up. It's messed up. It's about, it about the first thing that like the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, or Channel 5 time. have all worked together yeah, on. Yeah, it is. They just want a chunk of the Netflix, Apple, and Disney yeah, part. But they're 10 they? years too late. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I will not be getting BritBox. No. <laughs> Put it out there now. And then um, I don't really watch any, a lot of British TV anyway. It's no, and then, then Monday, so the twelfth, uh, not over here, but the the Disney streaming service. That's starts big news in the states. That is big news, and then we'll get it at some point. Some point next year, early next year, I think. Hmm. I might look into partaking in that. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. Yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's just a matter of time in my house having yeah, definitely children. small children and Disney obsessed wife. Yeah, well, you, you've got no choice. You're no. getting that. Maybe I'll just steal your login every so often. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I mean, no, can't condone that whatsoever. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, that's about, that's all I've watched this week because I've been decorating, so I'm absolutely exhausted. It does it smell new painty. in here. It smells yeah. painty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Give, given the, given the boat a new bit of a spruce up. coat of paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been dry dock. It's been hard work. It was supposed to take me two days and it's now Thursday and I'm still not finished. I've still got more to do tomorrow. But it's all good fun, isn't it? You take a week off work and end up doing more work than you would have done if you were there. Yeah, standard. Absolutely. Anything else? We've got any? I've got a bit of admin. A bit of admin. For, uh, sort of tying up from last week's episode. Okay. Uh, and I thought this is really cool. Oh right. So we talked last week about Hush. Yes. By uh, directed by Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Who was very topical because as we oh, said, I need to talk about Doctor Sleep. Yeah. He yeah. was. It was hours away from Doctor Sleep coming out, which yeah. he directed. You can tell us a bit about that in a minute. Will do. So I was reading just to, uh, reading a couple of bits this week, and I, su- I saw sort of an interview with him from a few months ago and mm. he was sort of talking about you know I've got Doctor Sleep coming out and then uh, he's working on as we mentioned last week the second series of The Haunting of Hill House yep which is called The Haunting of Blythe Manor yes so that comes out early next year but he's got another Netflix series which has been commissioned a busy man which is also coming out next year okay cool and the reason I found this so cool yeah is because it's called Midnight Mass oh right that was the book in Hush it was because that was the trivia question I gave you last week. It what was. was the name of the book? Yeah. So the lead character Maddie in Hush, yeah, was was an author, and she had written and published a book called Midnight Mass. Yeah. And that is the series that is coming out onto Netflix next. Interesting. Year. And so it's, it's a horror, horror series, mini series. Yeah. Interesting. There was nothing in Hush that told you what Midnight Mush, Mass, Midnight Mash, <laughs> was. It's about eating mashed potato at in the <laughs> evening. Uh, there was nothing in there that told you what that book was about, but no. So this nice this, this series is about a series of strange paranormal 
and a court goings on on a small deserted island, or not deserted, a <laughs> is it lost? Sparsely <laughs> populated island. Right. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I just thought it was a really cool. Look these coincidences happen all the time in this pro- in this podcast. It's yeah. really weird. So yeah, Mike Flanagan is a busy man. So he is a busy man. And how was Doctor just, Sleep? Just directed the greatest film of this year. Oh really? I think so. Okay. I, uh, earlier this year, I would have said Brightburn was the film of the year for me because that is a really good film. Then the Joker was up there as well, but Doctor Sleep kicked them both out of the water. Oh I right, it was good. Really, really good. I was so excited to see it, and it did not let me down. If you're a big fan of The Shining, you're going to absolutely love it as well. Did it work so well many, as a sequel to yeah, The Shining? So many callbacks and. Was it as weird and disturbing? It was more of a modern day kind of horror. Okay. It wasn't as like The Shining's all like in your head and stuff. It yep. wasn't like that. It was very by the numbers horror story, but it was quite scary. And it was acres better than the book because, as I've said many times now, I'm not really a big fan of the book. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. It was really good. Best good. film I've seen you and McGregor in ever, I think. What? <laughs> Phantom Menace, come on. Well, we don't really count the Star Wars films, do you? They're they're on their own plane of existence. Anything else? I think that's all the admin done. I should probably just run through the socials. I think that I is think all I've not, I have not done to report. Yet, have I? Yeah, I think that's all I have to report about this week. Okay. So go for it. I'll run through the socials. If you want to follow us on Twitter, please do. It is at BOTS underscore podcast. Uh, Instagram is the same, at BOTS underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you will find all of our episodes that we've ever done and the stream table for season one and the current stream table for season two. And that's it. I'm going to put in a promo for a different podcast here because the Pod Nation have started making their own promos. So we've been a part of this group called the Pod Nation now for a little while and we've made a promo that some other people have put on their shows. So we're yep. going to put one in our show. Yeah, we've popped up on a couple of different ones, haven't we? Yeah, so last couple of weeks. I'm going to put in a promo here. Are you looking for some great indie podcasts to listen to? Check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, where you can find a list of great indie podcasts, get links to their official websites, and even listen to some of their episodes without needing to create an account or log in. Here's an example of one of the great indie podcasts you can find on Pod Nation. What's up, guys? You like movies? You like cleverly named cocktails? Then why don't you listen to Pop? Pour. Review! A podcast where we review movies, all while drinking some cocktails. Join us every Monday as we discuss new movies, old movies, and everything in between. New episodes Mondays at 7 Eastern. Come have a drink with us! So once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Yeah, done. With that, are we going to talk about this film? Yeah. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? Very. Good. <laughs> A lot more than I was during the film. Okay. Okay, so what did we watch this week? Uh, so this week we watched a movie called Buster's Malheart. And it's from 2016. Yeah, from 2016. It's currently rated at 6.1 on IMDb. It's a 15, and it's on for an hour and 36 minutes. Stars Rami Malik as Buster slash Jonah, who you will know from his Oscar-winning performance in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and he is Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. <laughs> he is Mr. Robot as well, yeah. He's also in Night at the Museum, and he was the main one of the main characters in, a, I think it's PS4 exclusive game called Until Dawn. All right, okay. 
So yeah, he's quite famous. He's won an Oscar. So the second Oscar winner. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Cage and uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. So <laughs> quite the <laughs> quite the duo. So this one Oscar winners. This on, was made on the before podcast. his uh, before he was cast in Mr. Robot. So this is like early days for him. Uh, also stars DJ Qualls, who plays the last free man, is what he's credited as, and he has been in everything. Oh my word! So much stuff. <laughs> I've made a list. Have you? Yes. So he was in. You could have made a game out of this. I could have. Why didn't I? Well, too late. Okay. <laughs> he was probably most famous for being in Road Trip back in the early two thousands. Yep, that that's like definitely it. where he came to that's fame. Definitely where he came to fame. But he's also been in a lot of TV shows. I he's popped up as guest star in a lot of stuff. A lot of TV. So I've got a list of TV shows that he's guest starred in. He's never been a main star, but he's in. Are you ready for this? Yep. Scrubs, Lost. Monk, CSI, My Name is Earl, The Big Bang Theory, Breaking Bad, Hawaii Five O, American Dad, Family Guy, Fargo, Z Nation, The Man in the High Castle, and Supernatural. Good list. <laughs> There's a lot of crackingly good TV shows on there. Two of the greatest TV shows of all time are on there. And Lost. <laughs> I was just saying that to wind you up. Well, you love Lost as much as I do. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's in and around everything. He's very. If you don't know who he is, he's very distinctive. As soon as you see his face, you'll know. He's got very odd nose and ears. Yes. Maybe we can tweet <laughs> a picture of him. I'm sure you all know who I he is. We'll definitely do that. Um, written and directed by a lady called Sarah Adina Smith, who has not really done anything of note. No, I believe she'd done another film uh, a couple of years before this, which I have not written down. But I think this is her <laughs> second feature. I think it was, yeah. Is she our first female director? Um, I couldn't tell you that without going back and having a look. I can't think of it. I was thinking about it. I can't think of another one that we've done a female director from, but I'm not sure. If there's no. any like big fans, let us know. I wouldn't know without going back and no, checking. No, I wouldn't either. And I didn't go back and check, and I probably should have done. <laughs> I can hear an owl. Can you hear an yeah. owl? Is it an owl or is it a. It's an owl. There's an owl. There's a. The bloke next door but one has got an owl box at the bottom of his garden. Oh. And when I. This used to be my bedroom when I it's first moved loud. into this house. And you can just hear it all night. It's really weird. But I've got earphones on and I can still hear Yeah, it. I can as well. So it must be quite loud. There you go. Bit of nature in the pod. If it's picked up on the microphone, that's an owl. If you get Bill Oddie around, that's not <laughs> going to mean anything to anyone who's not from the UK. Or anybody who's under 30 in the UK. <laughs> right, are we going to talk about this film? Yes. Because I don't think I've ever seen anything as crazy as this film. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure how we're going to tackle this. No, normally um, it's... Um, so apologies in advance if we jump around a bit, but that's this film. Yeah, so. definitely. Do you want to give me a one-word review? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd stop doing one-word We have reviews. stopped I'm doing it, but I've, <laughs> I'm not I've, prepared. I thought I'd jump on you with it, trick you with it. Rocky. Rocky? Yeah. Stallone's not in it. No, as in it it, it veers around. Oh, it really does. I, I was thinking of the boat. I've got it's... boats on my mind. <laughs> this is going to be a really hard one to talk about. There's, there's a lot of weird shit going on in this yeah film. you've kind of got like multiple timelines i i think there's maybe. three different timelines possibly that maybe are not all are different at the end this film's batshit crazy there's a couple of ways you can read this because i i think there's a very good i don't want to maybe start with this there's a very <laughs> good argument to say these are not three different timelines at all but we'll go okay we'll get into that that owl is so loud <laughs> it's really loud that's I've really never strange heard that before the window's not open is it no Okay, that's for coming through double glazing and earphones. I hope the microphones can pick it up. Us, we just sound like crazy people ranting about an owl. So, where does the film start? At sea. Yes, it does. It starts with two men sitting on a boat yes. during a and credit you just see sequence. Their silhouettes. Yeah, you can't see who they are. They're just on there. The credits are coming up at the either it's side. It's a little of them. like rowboat. Yeah, yeah, it's like the sort of boat you get lost in sea. At. Yeah, lost at sea in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the credits are rolling. 
behind it, and then one of the men in the boat just kind of glitches out. Yeah. Just disappears. And and so it begins. <laughs> and then the name of the film comes up on the screen, Buster's Malha, and it instantly cuts back in with a guy running through a wooded area. Yeah, well, basically through the forest, isn't he? Yeah. Sort of snowy snowy ground. Hmm. Middle of winter. Yeah. Getting, um, being chased by a load of cops. Getting shot at by a load yeah. of cops and shooting back at the load yeah. of cops. So we don't know what the hell's going on already. And uh, he gets he kind of gets away in the end. Now he finds himself finds himself into a cave. Gets yep. himself into a cave. Makes a little fire. Yeah. And cozy. Spends the night there. Yeah. And wakes up the next morning and the cops have got him surrounded. Yep. And then he kind of stands up in the entrance to the cave and the fade the screen fades to black. And it says, 10 days earlier. Which I don't really like in a film as we know. No. But... I've never. I don't know if I've seen one for earlier so far, and I didn't didn't mind it so much. But also, nothing. How we know it was ten days earlier? It could have been ten months earlier for all exactly. we know. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. It was all sorts of craziness was going on. Um, and we see the same character. Yes. So, and this is Rami Malek's character. Yeah. Buster. Buster. But he's looking very different. Yeah, he's looking a bit dishevelled because he now looks like Robin Williams in Jumanji. Yes, he does. That's a great show. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I just after he comes out of the jungle. Yeah, so, so he's got like long, scraggly hair yeah, and a matted, beard, matted hair, beard and, and still got nice eyes though. He's got lovely and, eyes, <laughs> lovely jawline. And we've got our first bit. I think this might be the first time we've seen this this series this season because we saw this device a hell of a lot in series in season I know one. What you're going to say, yeah. So we're back to the old news report on TV as yeah. a piece of exposition. Yeah, we did see it a lot of times in series one. And. It quickly gets us up to speed that it's sort of local news, isn't it? Yeah. That there's this vagrant yeah, uh, running around the woods and yep. sort of breaking into unoccupied holiday, holiday homes. In the winter. And um, living yeah, in them. Living in them, basically. Basically, yeah. He breaks into them in the winter and lives in them during the winter and then lives in the forest during the summer. I think that's how they kind of described it. And they were warning the public. They were warning the public about him and telling them to stay away. And they yeah. don't, that he's never done... It said in the news report, he's never done a crime, but he's potentially armed and dangerous yeah because he is walking around with a rifle yeah 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 and then so the cops are searching for him as well and then he's in this house and he turns all the pictures upside down yes like literally because obviously a big holiday home's got a lot of pictures hanging on the walls of the family that own it and he turns them all upside down before he goes to bed yes so recurring uh yeah motif yeah so strange movie and then it cuts to the same guy working in a hotel but he's not as disheveled (laughs) No, it's much more manicured clean and shaven. clean shaven. Clean shaven. His hair's very all nice. tired because he's working nights. He works nights in a hotel as like a night porter. Or well, concierge describes himself first, yeah. doesn't he? Been there. And they are essentially the three timelines that yeah. we will. So we've been introduced to the same forward. character all three times, yeah. but in different. In a boat, as a mountain man, and as a hotel as a hotelier porter. Yeah. So he. We, stick we get, ho- a bit, get a bit of a montage, don't we? He's working nights at the hotel doing sort of menial tasks. Yeah. Goes home and it turns out he's got a so he's got a wife and daughter at home. Yes, he has. And then all of a sudden he's on a boat again. Yeah. <laughs> so this film does. I'm not. I can't stress enough how much it flicks around all over the place. You'd never know. You always kind of know who you're with because he looks different in all three timelines. I'm going to call them timelines because that's all we can call them at the minute. We'll get through to the. We'll talk about the end. What we think's actually gone okay. on. But yeah. So he's on a boat and he starts to drink his own urine and he put he writes a message and leaves puts it in the bottle. Yeah. The old-fashioned message in a bottle. Message in a bottle and chucks it into the ocean. And then he's back in the hotel again. So that was just like a quick, short, quick scene of him. There's lots of that, that those little ones where... Especially on the boat. Yeah, there's... when it flashes back to him in the boat. And we, we, we probably won't know every single one, so don't yeah. pick us up on it. Because <laughs> there is a lot of intercutting and jumping around. Yeah. And a lot of times where it goes back to him just in the boat, 
it's just for a few seconds. Yeah, it's just because he's in the still boat. in a boat. It's just yeah, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, drifting around. <laughs> so uh, we get a bit more context about the hotel timeline, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. So he isn't called Buster in this timeline. No, it's uh, called Jonah. Yes, and. He, I think that's how we'll differentiate between them. So when we're talking about them in, in, in the hotel, we'll call him Jonah. Yeah. But when we're talking about him as a mountain man, we'll call him Buster. Deal. And when he's in the boat, we'll just call him Boatman. Boaty. <laughs> Boaty, but <laughs> Boatman. <laughs> so uh, Jonah is at church. Yep. Uh, with his wife. Yes. Who is an ex-drug addict. Yeah. Which basically is what comes out. And she's sort of doing a reading at church. Thanking everyone for their support yeah, and being welcomed back into the community and yeah and all that. And then he's back at the hotel. And is this where DJ Quarles turns up? Not quite. So uh, okay, we go... Because that's where it is. I'm no, it's fine. <laughs> we just go back to... Um, no, it, it does. That's the next major thing. There's just a couple of bits where he's... So um, Buster, Mountain Man, is in the bath. Oh, yeah. In one of the houses. Yeah. He's not doing anything. He's just literally singing in a bath. Yeah. That's and probably why I didn't write it down. <laughs> Yeah, and then we're back in the hotel and DJ Quarles' character turns up, who we don't have a name for, we're never given a name for. Wikipedia has him down as Brown. Yeah, yeah, I noted that. IMDB has him down as the last free man. So we're just going to call him the last, I don't know, I'm just going to name him, probably DJ Quarles. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, he shows up, he asks if uh, Jonah's got a room at the hotel that he can check into. Yeah, so we're talking early hours of the morning, yeah, middle like of the night, aren't we? I think. There's a big clock in the hotel that they focus on quite a lot, but... Uh, he hasn't got any ID or any credit cards or anything though, so Jonah doesn't let him check in. Yeah. But eventually they have a bit of a chat and he starts talking to him about the Y2K bug. Yes. So we've, we've, that gives us a bit of a idea of when this film's set. Yeah, and it's it's really the only thing that gives that away, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's... you wouldn't be able to tell from uh, the fashion or the... No, not really. at all. I, they do have a couple of big TVs, don't they? Old-fashioned TVs. Yeah, but and the computer in the hotel is quite old, but... but uh, I stay at hotels quite often as that sort of <laughs> still stuff still in it now. So, yeah, um, it's obviously set in the nineties. You've got to say yeah. towards the late nineties yeah. because of this. Because Quaz is talking a lot about the Y two K bug and how it's going to destroy the world, which is something we all believed at the time. We all believed we were going to die when the, the year two thousand struck, but we didn't. Yeah, so he he <laughs> sort of here. he's 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 sort of ranting about. Um, the mass panic that's going to hit yeah. and he calls himself a prophet yeah a prophet and he's talking about this event that's going to happen yeah the inversion the inversion which is going to coincide with the turn of the millennium and he talks about when the last inversion was and it was like i can't remember when it was but there was a time when the whole world turned on its head and civilization was like destroyed and rebuilt and that's the kind of thing he's talking about isn't he the breakdown of society and the breakdown of the system. Yeah, and he he says he's he's basically a what does he call himself a a, fi- a kind of like a fixer, doesn't he? So he's going to yeah solve glitches in the system. So that's yeah. what he's travelling about doing. It's a lot of yeah <laughs> mumbo jumbo that doesn't really mean anything at this point. No, it's a lot of early information that you get in and with no context. All the way through, we've seen a couple of films like this since we started this show. But this is another one where it's just throwing so much at you. It's trying to discombobulate you. Yeah. And successfully. <laughs> give you that same... I suppose it's trying to convey that same sort of confusion that Buster slash Jonah is trying to play as well, yeah. isn't it? He doesn't really know what's going on. We don't know. They don't want on. us to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Um, after that point, it cuts back to Buster in this house that he's living in, and he's on the radio. He's called into a radio show. Yeah. And he's kind of ranting at the host about the inversion is coming, and they're all just they're basically taking the piss out of him, aren't they? They're just laughing. Yeah. Because he because he's got this habit of ringing into radio shows, and it's clearly not the first time he's done it. No, it's not the first time he's done it, and he's ranting about the inversions coming and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, that's kind of all that happens in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just another bit of uh, character arc for Buster. It's a weird one. And then he takes a crap in a saucepan and leaves the house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how that happens. Um, he just basically puts it on the counter and empties himself and leaves. Does he? I think he gets a hint that somebody's coming, or he get he, there's a phone call. Um, yes, there was the house, to the that house. He's staying in, and it's one of the neighbors just saying, "Oh, I've noticed your lights are on. I might come round and let's have a beer or something like yeah. that." I'll pop up. So that means he's got to leave and find a different house to yeah. go to. We then cut back to Jonah in the hotel, and yeah. he is having a chat with his manager, his boss, yeah. and his boss is sort of breaking the news to him that he's got to stay on nights, despite him having been promised a move to the day shift, Yeah, by the looks of things. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And he goes back home, and he's very, very angry. Yeah. And he's him and his wife, Marty, are actually living with her parents, I think they are? Yeah. With the in-laws? Yeah, I think they're her parents. It doesn't tell you who they are, but yeah. you've got to assume they're her parents. And they have a proper argument. Yeah. Because... Marty, uh, Jonah's wife, sort of says, we've saved up enough money, let's move out, we get our own place, we don't have to live with these people. Yeah. And this is the first time you get a real sort of bit of character from Jonah. Yeah. And he says, no, we're saving up, We want to, I just want to buy our own bit of land. We're going to go off grid. We're going to go off grid. Basically build our own says, house. And... You don't even know how to build a house. Yeah. How are we going to do that? It's kind of his dream, isn't it? He's always yeah. wanted to, to go off grid and not have to rely on the system. He talks about Correct. not even having to, well, probably won't even need jobs, he can fish the lake and work right. the land that's his dream that's what he wants to do but until then he's got to keep this job at this monotonous boring hotel that he works in yeah and he gives you a bit of a, a feel for what sort of hotel it is at this point as well doesn't he because he talks about um it's ri- mainly rich people that stay there yeah because it's they they get to the they get to the airport that's nearby to go away to their holiday homes and if the flights get cancelled or delayed or anything that's the hotel they get put in yes so it's all because it, because they're in the mountains. The weather weather can close yeah. in very quickly, and this is basically the only place around. Yeah. So it's anybody who's chartered a plane or got their own plane. Out. Yeah. To, and they're not allowed to leave. They'll stay at this hotel until they're allowed to leave in the morning. So it's mostly people who stay in, quite rich people who are just staying for one night at a time. Usually check in late on, and that becomes important because he, it turns out he's stealing from them. Yeah. So very quickly, and this. So he did seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Brown, DJ Qualls, <laughs> and Buster come up yeah. with a scam. Yes. So what essentially happens... Jonah. Uh, it's Jonah, Jonah sorry. Buster's Bro- the I broke our own rules already. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so confusing. So Jonah and DJ Qualls yeah. come up with a plan. And what they do is Jonah will check DJ Qualls <laughs> into an adjoining room yeah. of the rich people. And when they go down to the restaurant... Yeah, he'll go. Jonah in. will know that they're at Lund- yeah. uh, in the restaurant, so Quiles can go into the room. Yeah, and steal pilfer. But he tells them to just take a few few bits that they're not going to notice, dig yeah. to the bottom of the jewelry boxes, and take a couple of pieces that they're not going to, or they're going to think they've not packed when they get on holiday. Yeah, that sort of thing. And, and we get another bit of a montage, and so it seems like they're doing this for quite a while. Yeah, it goes on for. A, a f- There's a bit of a montage of it happening, isn't there? A few times he's taking yeah. money, he's taking jewelry. 
taking that sort of thing. Um, and then we cut cut back to Buster's timeline because the police are in the house that he was in and they found the offending saucepan. Yeah. And <laughs> the policewoman just smells it yeah. and decides that it's two days old. Yeah. So they're two days behind him. Yeah. She knows straight away that's 48 hours old. 48 hours scat, she calls it. Yeah, so they decide they're two hours behind. Two days. Sorry, two days behind. I'm trying to read and remember and talk (laughs) at the same time. I'm not good at multitasking. Uh, And this is where he's on. He's now talking to a sex worker on a sex line. Yeah, so back. So we're back. We're we're still with Buster. Buster. Buster's time. So he's now. He's now. He's still a grizzled mountain man. Yeah. But he's walking through some kind of storage unit or. Yeah. It almost looks like it could be the back room of a hotel. Yeah. Because he's going through like laundry and stuff, isn't he? And racks of Yeah, he's stuff. got something's going on. Um, but he's on the phone. Yeah. And he's just listening to a sex phone lady. line. Sex phone sex line lady. lady. <laughs> sex lady. But he's not really listening to her. No, he's just she's just talking. It's almost like he wants to hear background noise. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like she's talking at him, but he's not really paying attention to what she's saying. She's talking about what sex line people talk about. And at, at this point, I thought, because I was still trying to piece this together, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's his wife. And, yeah. And obviously something's happened. Yeah, but it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and, and like, maybe that's yeah, the only way you can yeah, keep it. At this point, that's a But your mind's spinning a bit at this point. Completely. I don't know what was going on. And he's, he starts ranting at her about the inversion coming, doesn't he? And yes. Now she needs to get out and get herself sorted and prepare for the end of days. That's or right. the end of civilised society. And then we're back with Jonah. So it's cut again. So we're back to the hotel timeline. And Jonah's trying to pull the plug on the operation with Quiles. Yeah. Because he nearly gets caught, doesn't he? Yeah. Because his manager calls him in. Yeah. So uh, the manager calls Jonah in and says, you know, is there something you want to tell me? Yeah. Uh, And he's found a a jar of caffeine tablets. Yes. In Jonah's locker. Yeah. Uh, but obviously Jane is thinking, oh crap, he's on to me about the, uh, the robberies. The robberies. But he's not. But it's too close to call, so he he tells Quiles it's done. Yeah. I'm, out, I'm out, we're 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 finished. It's so much so that he takes he drives Quiles to the bus station. Yeah. He wants to get him out of town. And they have a bit of a row on the way, don't they? And but eventually he drops him off. And that's the end of him for the time being. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile Jonah's manager is saying, Look, you're obviously really tired, I'm sorry about the whole can't move you to the day shift sort of thing yeah so uh pick a weekend bring bring your wife bring your child and you can have a staycation yeah they can stay here you've still got to work yeah but they can stay in the hotel at the hotel for free yeah Yeah, my favorite line in this film was uh, the manager because he's a bright fucking dweeb wet lettuce isn't he (laughs) yeah when he says by the way i i I coined that phrase staycation (laughs) (laughs) so his family come to stay yeah so they can see more and as the, while they're there, nothing really of note happens while they're there. But DJ Quiles' character turns back up. He does, and he's been beaten up. Yes. So this is he. He turns back up uh, again in the early hours of the morning while um, Jonah's outside having a cigarette. Yeah. And again, he wants a room for the night. Yeah. And so Jonah gives him a room for the night, but he doesn't trust him. So he says, "You can stay in the room next door to mine. Yeah. The adjoining room to ours, so you don't get up to any funny business, and I can keep my eye on you from there." So he checks him into the room next door to his own family. And then he goes back to his own desk yeah, where he's working. And his, he's got a little photo of his family on his desk. And that's been turned upside down. It has. So something something weird's going on. But then as he's kind of walking towards the room where his family is staying, all the hotel room numbers are turned upside down as well. Correct. 
So some something weird's going on. He gets back into it. So he he gets back to the hotel room that they're staying in. Yeah. He. Oh yeah. Walks into the room, and the first thing he does is he notices the bathroom light is on, and the bathtub is full of water. Yeah. So he pulls the plug out. Yep. He walks out of the bathroom. Yep. Goes over to the bed, and his wife and daughter are on the bed. Yeah. And they are dead. They are dead. There's they, a lot of blood on the bed. Yes. It's not not pretty. And the interlocking door between his room and the next room is, is open. open. <laughs> Why would your hand around? I'm, I'm doing, open. Sorry, I'm doing a waving. <laughs> As if it I is. didn't know what open meant. <laughs> well, it's not fully open, is it? No, That's it's, what it is. It's, it's, it's like, a jar. Yes. A, no, it's a door. <laughs> well, it's slightly open. Yeah, and Quarles' character is not there. He has vanished. It does. He doesn't look like he's ever been there. The bed's completely not been slept in, or there's no stuff in the room. And so we leave him at that point. That's where we leave that character for now. And we go back to Buster. Oh no, we go back to Boatman. Yeah. Can I tell you how? So do you, <laughs> can I read my notes of this bit? Yes. Back in the boat. Please do. Because this is how much sense this was making to me at this point. Go on. I've just put a few words: boat, Spanish, sleep, rainbow, frogs. <laughs> Yeah, that explains that scene perfectly. Now, I've got a question for you. When he's speaking, because he speaks Spanish a few times in this film. Yes. Is it ever subtitled? I was going to ask you this. Because <laughs> I don't know if I've got my Netflix setting wrong. <laughs> I, then I might as well, because I didn't have any subtitles. I didn't either. But, but I've I watch seen stuff clips all the on, time with subtitles in Yeah, I do. And I've seen clips on YouTube of this film with subtitles on. So either Netflix have decided they don't want them on, or we've somehow got settings wrong. They have not shown us what the subtitles are. Because towards the end, there's one whole seen this in spanish maybe it's a directorial choice i don't know me neither i've seen clips with the subtitles on right okay so subtitles exist but i don't know what they were talking about in the spanish bits fine neither of us do (laughs) so that's good um yeah and he's kind of just staring at the sky and ranting in spanish and then there's some frogs basically a load of frogs jump in the boat and he eats them yeah Your phone went off and mine lit up at the same time. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was kind of, it's starting to lose me a little bit at this point. I'm not going uh, I'm, I'm lost. I've, I'm, yeah. I've no idea what's going on. Uh, we get flashbacks back to the hotel and basically yeah. uh, Jonah has been interviewed by the police. Yeah, he's talking to him about, uh, he's tra- telling him about. And, and he quite character. rightly says to the guy, uh, says to Jonah, so you're telling me you let a homeless man stay in the next room to your wife and child? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Um, and he says, well, have you got the guy's name? No. Never knew his name. Yeah. Never took any ID for him when he took the he rooms out. He never paid. Out. He never paid. <laughs> and that's pretty much where we leave that. Uh, yeah. we, we go then back to Buster. He's in a new house. I really like this bit. He It <laughs> was the, probably the weirdest... There's the weirdest scene in the film, yeah. but it's probably the best bit of the film. Yeah, probably maybe the creepiest bit. So Definitely. Um, yeah, so Hobo Buster is in a new uh, big empty house, yep. or so he thinks, just as he's settling in. Uh, the couple return. They're an old yep, couple. Elderly couple. Clearly, the guy has got a bit of diment- dementia. Dimensions. <laughs> Dimensions. <laughs> bit of dementia. Yeah. Because... Uh, he thinks it's Santa. He thinks it's Santa. <laughs> uh, and basically, uh, Buster takes them hostage. Yeah. the They're clearly both clearly terrified. The woman's a bit more copus mentis than the man is. But yeah. he's got them... He ties them up at the dinner table with fairy lights because it's Christmas. Yes. And, and he's got a... Um, Buster's got a Christmas jumper on. Yeah, he ties them up with fairy lights, cooks them a Christmas dinner as well, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He cooks them dinner and feeds it to them whilst they're tied to it's these like a proper chairs. banquet. Yeah, there was it, lots of food. They've got like the old man was loving it. He yeah, didn't know what was, was going on, and he was loving his dinner. And then the old the old man is just waffling along. He's just 
chatting away to himself, isn't he? And he's just he's sort of telling stories telling of when stories he was a kid. From, and... Yeah, and but all the while Buster's just feeding them food. Yeah, <laughs> and then he locks them in the basement. Yeah, puts them in a cupboard. Puts them in a cupboard, still tied up. Yeah, well, he ties their hands up, doesn't he? Yeah, gives them pillows, blankets. Gives, yeah, and, and then he keeps bringing them pillows and cushions and set sofa cushions and that sort of thing, just to try and make them happy. It's all really weird. <laughs> I keep saying weird, and I don't know how else to describe this film. No. It's it's weird. And then we're back with Jonah, and he's talking to the cops again. But it's at the funeral. Are we at the, this is yes, the funeral? Yes, we're at the funeral. Well, the, yeah, of, of his wife and child. Yes. And the cop... So this is basically the twist, I guess, isn't yeah. it? So, spoilers. <laughs> but we didn't see it coming a mile anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was not a surprise. No, it wasn't. The cop basically tells... Jonah, yeah. that they can find no evidence of anyone of DJ Quarles' character even ever, ever being in the hotel. They've checked all the CCTV. We actually get to see some CCTV footage that we've of scenes we've already seen. Yeah, and Quarles is not in any of them. Yeah, so there's there's a scene in a squash court, isn't there, where they're just throwing a ball to each other against the wall. Yeah, and it's just Jonah throwing a ball at a wall on his own. So to nobody's surprise, that character doesn't exist. Just after he's told that, we are at the funeral, you're right, because he gets invited up onto the stage. Lectern. Lectern, to do his eulogy. And he kind of looks over the crowd, and all he says is, I don't believe it. And then he walks away. Yeah. We're nearly there. Right. <laughs> so it cuts them back We're to... nearly there, but it gets a lot more weird. <laughs> cuts, cuts back to Buster in the back in his house. Uh, he is just in his pants because he's given his trousers to the old man. Yeah. And he is on the ski machine. Yes. Uh, on the stepper. And he's watching TV. Yep. And again, a news, news bulletin. <laughs> yeah. And another local news bulletin. And it turns out two kids have found... A message in a bottle. A message in a bottle. And they read it out. And then his mother appears on the TV. Uh, well, they, they sort of say, yeah. They've the tracked him down. The message which... says, my, uh, my name is Jonas, something Spanish. And I've been <laughs> uh, lost at sea for a thousand days. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. It's three years. It sure is. <laughs> And uh, it's a long time to just eat frogs. And he said, but he says something like, "The weather has been calm every day." Yeah, I'm just waiting. What's yeah, what's that effect? And his mother appears on the TV because they track her down, and they show his driving license. And they show his driving license. And it's clearly with a, with a picture of Jonah on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. That you kind of think, oh, that makes sense then. So he was lost at sea. Mm-hmm. He then became Buster. Yeah, after Jonah. So it was it was like Jonah, then Boatman. Then Buster. I will take issue with that I, because it isn't right. Yeah, <laughs> but without it becomes evident in a little while. Uh, so, the, but then it confuses matters even more. Buster has a shave. Yeah, cuts cuts all cuts that, his uh, hair and beard off. So now he looks like Jonah. And this um, just after he's done that, uh, very conveniently, a policeman knocks on the door. Yeah, an old an elderly policeman, very old, very like old, dinosaur like, old. Yeah, like ninety, <laughs> like ninety old. Yeah, um, it's not a good retirement plan there. <laughs> wherever this is no. based. Um, yeah, so he knocks on the door and he's like going around all the holiday homes, warning them about this guy who's going and breaking into places. And Buster like tells him he's somebody else who he isn't. He just says, "I'm, I'm Bob." And, yeah. and the guy and the sheriff then assumes, "Oh, you must be so whatever the name of the couple is that live there. You must yeah. be their son." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he goes with it. So, yeah, I'm back for Christmas. I think they'd mentioned Bob at the dinner. Ah, uh, they must have done. I yeah. think they, that makes the, sense. the couple had mentioned a, a, a Bob at dinner, or the old man had. So the cops like, "Okay, fair enough," and leaves. Yeah, and then he gets two. Gets drives down the road a little bit and gets on his radio to say the house is fine. And the woman on the other end of the radio, dispatch, dispatch woman, says, uh, 
Bob's been dead for two years. Yeah. I think you've been talking to Buster. She actually says that. I think you, I think that was Buster. Yeah. But do we see that cop again? <laughs> no, he never comes back. He never comes back. No. He didn't never get us. He probably died. <laughs> well, at that point, he doesn't get... Yeah. Well, we presume the reinforcements come later or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so, then we go back to Buster, who now looks like Jonah, to... And he's calling a TV psychic? Yeah, so again, he's ringing into one of these shows, but he's still in this house. Yeah. That bit's just happened with the cop. Yeah. And he says to the the psychic, where am I? Yes. And she says, you're on a boat and you've been there for a long time. And she said that to Buster. Yeah. Who isn't on a boat. He's in a a mountain lodge. (laughs) Then it cuts away again and we're back to Jonah at the funeral. Yeah. And he's driving towards the graveyard. From the church to the graveyard. Yeah, so they're going. Yeah, they've done. They've had the service, and, and they're they go going to the, to the to the burial. Yeah, but he doesn't turn. He just keeps driving. Yeah. So when the the funeral cortege is procession that procession cortege isn't that a flower? I don't know. That's a corsage. That's a corsage. No, that's a vegetable. <laughs> um, when they they turn in, procession, they yes. all turn into the graveyard. They turn into the Jonah cemetery, and yeah. Jonah keeps, keeps on, on driving, keeps on going, and he gets to a fork in the road. And he gets out of his car and he's looking at this fork in the road and he can't looks like he can't decide which way to go. And we've kind of, the camera's kind of back away from him. Yep. So you can see him looking at the road from behind with a fork on either side. And then suddenly he splits into two people and walks down both paths. Yeah, he glitches, doesn't he? He kind of glitches and a copy, out. It's kind of like a copy. Yeah. It's produced. Yes, and he walks down both paths. Then you get an epilogue. Yeah. But it actually says epilogue. It does. Comes up screen. epilogue. <laughs> Have you ever seen that before? Didn't it come up in Handsome? Didn't that say it? This, did that I, say epilogue? I think it did say epilogue. I think maybe it did actually. Pretty sure it did. At the end it came up epilogue and then it was down back to him when the neighbours were about to move out. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think, yeah. So yeah, I have seen it before quite recently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just got a shit memory. <laughs> so, so the epilogue takes you right back to the start of the film. Yes, it does. So we're back to the chase. Yeah. Through the woods. Oh, doesn't it go to the boat first? No, so it goes to the chase very quickly. Then it goes, then goes back to, the, to boat. the boat. And Buster and Jonah are both sitting on the boat. Opposite each opposite other. Opposite each other. And they start fighting. Yep. And then it cuts back to the policeman. Yep. Who, and they're back at the caves where they were at the beginning. And they shoot him. Or they shoot at him. And he goes down. But then when they go up to the cave, there's nobody there. Yes. And, and it's just very misty, isn't it? Yeah. Almost like a puff of smoke. It's almost he's like gone. he's completely disappeared. And then right at the very end, we're on a beach and a naked Jonah wakes up on a beach. He wake, he kind of comes... Yeah, he kind of... Does he wake up or he kind of wanders out of the surf? Yeah, and he's he, kind and of... he, he raises his head and you can you can sort of see, again, a bit, bit misty, a bit blurry, but you can see the legs of a woman. And a child. And a child. And then the film ends. Yeah. What the hell's going on? do you have a theory so there's there's a few possible things i think <laughs> was it all a dream <laughs> was he waking up at the end yeah and possibly. it all been a dream was was this all just about this guy's descent into madness yeah and that bit where he took the forks in the road was the point at which is he actually cracked and went off and lived in the mountains lived in the mountains and then what did the other one do <laughs> who knows <laughs> But I would have said it was possible that when he hit that fork in the road, one of them went off and became the guy on the boat Mm -hmm. and the other one went off and became Buster. Okay. But then... Because they're both free in their own way, well, at least for a little while. But then you've got the message in the bottle. Yeah. 
So that can't be. Yeah. So, so there is another way of reading it. Go on. Which is that they're not different timeline. They're they're just different times. So it's all the same person, and this story is told out of order. So in which order would it be? So it's mentioned on the news bulletin that when uh when Jonah put the message in the bottle, and and this guy has been missing for a thousand days. Yeah. That it's this person who fell out of a fishing boat. Yeah. So that's the first bit. Yeah. Is him in the boat. Okay. So the boat. So this person, boat Jonah is the beginning. This, this yeah. So this fisher okay. fisherman. Well, this person working on this fishing boat has fallen out of the boat and he's adrift at sea for a thousand days. Yep. Just and, eating frogs and drinking wee. Yeah. And he sends a message in a bottle. Yeah. Somehow he washes ashore. Or so gets the very last scene is him yeah. with a bit on the beach is when he washes ashore. No, no, no. No, no. Okay. No. Okay, Forget about that bit. Forget okay. about that bit for now. So, because he's, he's on the boat, he's all bearded and stuff because yeah, yeah. he's been there for a thousand days. Some point he washes ashore, but he's not spoken to anyone for three years. Yeah. He's got no money. So that's when he becomes a mountain man. Okay. Does all the mountain man stuff, going through all these houses and shitting in pans and all, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Gets chased by the the cops. Yeah. Disappears in a puff of smoke. Yeah. And then he does all the hotel stuff. But then he becomes generally the, the last end. one. Yeah. Okay. But then what? The, but then the so the end is when he goes down the fork in the road. Yeah. And he could become anybody from that. Yeah. Who knows. Wow, that, that's another way of looking <laughs> at it. Because there's a there's a scene in the swimming pool with him and his wife when there is she's saying I I when I met you you were yeah you homeless were this and be homeless and... loser and you fell in love with me really quickly because you you were starved of contact and you fell in love with me because I was the first person to give you that makes sense you know so it does work yeah it's just bonkers it's but it's pure bonkers. And and it turns out he murdered his wife and kid. <laughs> yeah. What if it's it's and making up characters in his head and then kills people. So it works. It if, does work. If you read it that way. But I'm I'm not The sure. question I'm gonna ask is, do you care enough? No. No. And that that's what I wasn't invested at all. I really like films like this where it make you think and you can come up with your own theories about things, but I just didn't care about this one. I didn't like it. I just no I didn't. I I, I, I was not engaged at all. No. And with you. I was, I added this film to the list quite early on when we started the show because I really, really wanted to watch this film, and I've been waiting for it to come out. It was actually on my own Netflix list. Okay, and I was really disappointed in it. It just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I don't even think anyone was that good in it. I wasn't. That no, I agree. Rami Malek. I don't no. think he. He plays the same sort of character in everything he does, apart from in Bohemian Rhapsody, where obviously yeah. that was written for <laughs> playing somebody else. But every, even in Mr. Robot, he plays that sort of same character and. I just no, I couldn't. It left me really. It left me quite cold, actually. Yeah, I just, agreed. It just, I just it did not hook me. At I didn't all. care enough. I just no. didn't care for the characters. I wasn't interested. I don't really not interested in why he was making up people and killing his own family. But which is a shame because I really like films like this where you can come up with your own. Theories I thought we'd and, be having an argument at this point because I thought you were going to say you really liked no. it. Because <laughs> this is my sort of film. It is anything where you can get your mind working. I really enjoy. Yeah. But, uh, so can can I close on something that I found? Yes. Which was who did you say the director was? What was what was her name? Sarah Adina Smith. So this will make you really angry. Oh God. So in the press pack for this film when it was released, yeah. Someone asked her what 
this movie was about. And do you want to know what she said? Yes. She says in the press press release when this movie came out, this is a story of a spiritual fission catalyzed by a cry against the gods, a cry so loud that the fabric of space-time caught on fucking fire. It is a meditation on individual responsibility in a mechanistic universe. Whose fault is it that Jonah was born with a malformed heart? Who should stand trial, the insane man or the universe that gave birth to him? So she's batshit crazy as well. Is that what we're saying? That doesn't even make any sense. Well, that's this film all over. Didn't you tell me something about the casting of the film as well? Oh, yeah. So when they were auditioning for the lead. This made me angry when you tell me. (laughs) Did it? Did it? So they were auditioning for the lead. And as you said at the start, this was one of the first things Rami Malik did. Yeah. So he got this before he was even cast in Mr. Robot. Yeah. And. She apparently the, the the story I read is that she couldn't quite decide between I don't know how many. They're, apparently, they wanted a Latino because of because of the Spanish element. So basically, she she, she picked him through a uh, because it was advised for a tarot reading. <laughs> Fuck yeah, she she does not come across well. She does not come across as my kind of person. It's art, man. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, not interested. I didn't have a fun time watching this. I didn't either, and I was really disappointed in it, and I wouldn't recommend anybody go and watch it. It's It plays with your brain too much to the point where it's just insanity and it doesn't make any sense and you just don't care about it. Do you know, I don't even know if we've done a good job at talking about this. Definitely not. I, I'm I'm spinning. I, I, my it's head been is like three or four days since I've seen it, and I still don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> so I, we knew, I knew we wouldn't be able to talk about this one properly. It's just it's batshit crazy. Like, there's no other way to describe it. It does film a, it feel a bit like an art film slash yeah. project it's it's it, one of those it's films not coherent we, we and, and even though you can rearrange it like that and that does make sense i, I still don't know this is not a i didn't feel this was a coherent piece of work no i agree um it's one of those pretentious film school kind of arty films isn't it that nobody likes yeah i i just it's bullshit did not let's, like let's it. just be honest with it now i did not like it at all. all just stay away from it it's, there's better films in this genre out there if you want a film to get your mind racing and work go and watch mirage from season two, that's better. From season one. Season one, sorry. <laughs> that's better. Uh, okay, do you want to move on to the trivia section? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, do you want to go first or shall I go first? I think it's my uh, turn to go Yeah, first. you go first this week. Okay, so my question to you this week is, there is a scene in this film in the hotel section of the film. Yes. Where DJ Qualls and Rami Malek are having a discussion next to a snack machine about the YTK bug and that sort of thing. Yeah. And DJ Qualls buys something from the snack machine. Oh. What does he buy from the snack machine? That's a good question. I know what I think it is. Okay. But I d- I'm not that confident. <laughs> is it milk duds? No, but it was close. You're close. It was is junior it? mints, ah. which do come in a box like milk duds do. So it's still 2-1 to me. How it? Now it's your question for me to pull ahead. So when Buster is pretending to be Bob. Yeah. In the... Uh, Who's Bob? <laughs> when he's pretending to be Bob in the house... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, when the sheriff comes the around. Yeah. What's his full name? He's, <laughs> it said. So he's, he talks about Mr. and Mrs. Oh, no. It was. It it's was, mentioned about four times. It was, yeah. It's something quick, Jewish, su- isn't quick it? Quick succession. It's, What's his full name? I'm sure it's, Bob some, who? I'm sure it's something Jewish. Don't know. No idea. No. Rostenkowski. <laughs> it's, it's Bob Bowery. Oh. <laughs> no near. I would never have got that. We're not very observant, me and no, you. No. We've noticed in this. We're in episode seven now, and you've got one, and I've got two. Yes. That's one more than I thought I'd get. <laughs> True. I'm quite happy. 
Okay, so that brings us on to the stream table. Where were we putting this in the stream table? Do you want me to run through them? Yeah, go on. Give us a recap. So currently at number one is Hush from last week, horror film. Uh, number two is What Keeps You Alive from episode two, which is horror film-ish? Thriller. I think we, thriller. we said thriller. I think yeah. we debated and it just, we decided it wasn't quite a horror. So number three is from episode three, Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie. Number four is Michael Inside. Uh, number five from episode five is Emo the Musical. And number six is The Clapper from episode four. Where's this one going? I, there's a debate to be had. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, is this film worse than The Clapper? Yeah? Yes. So, <laughs> I, and I think there's a couple of ways you could look at this. Yeah. Well, this is going Ross Cook's going to be spinning one. in his grave. I know he's not dead, but he's probably just spinning. <laughs> I'm not from him from I like standard. Um, I hated this more than The Clapper. Whoa. You hated The Clapper. I yeah, hated, the, we both hated The Clapper. But this made me angry. Yeah. The Clapper made me angry. It's just really shit. It is like really properly shit. bad. Our debate is: is this the bottom of the stream or one up from the bottom of the stream? It's yeah, that is that, isn't it? Which did you find was a more of a waste of your time? This. That's yeah. Without even thinking about it, I really don't. I really, really, I'm disappointed that this is going to the bottom. But for me, this is worse than the clapper. I had, I, I know I said, I had quite a bit of fun talking about the clapper. Yeah, which I know shouldn't really, that shouldn't really probably uh, affect our judgment. As a film, no, but but it's fun to abuse things. Sometimes. I really didn't like this, and I, but I I didn't have that much fun talking about it either. I just, I've had fun. I was no, fun I, I, to you. I, I've, yes, obviously. <laughs> this felt like a real chore. Yeah, it, to what? It's an hour and a half long, and it's an hour and a half too long. It was a too much. A real slog. It was, and it made it doesn't make any sense. You can try and explain it to yourself as much as you want. It doesn't make any sense. This film's the bottom of the stream for me. It's weird. For the sake of being weird, being weird, which is clearly what she's going for when that statement that she made as well. Yeah. She wanted it to be weird, so she's gone out intentionally and made a weird film. And Shit. it's not got, it's not interesting. It's not, it's not fun. It's not interesting. It's not good. It's not well acted. You don't care when the characters die or disappear. It's not or even don't exist. It doesn't even build any. There's no dread. There's no um. No. You know, it doesn't come across as ominous. There's no. no Stuff just lurches from one thing to the other. Stuff just happens for no reason. It's I felt that the the three timelines, whatever you want to call them, were tied together really tenuously, yeah. and I really didn't like it. Bottom of the stream. I I, I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe the clap has been beaten already. The clapper has been beaten already. I'm really disappointed that it has. But we were owed one. To be <laughs> fair, we've had a good season so far. We were owed a bad one. And that's a bad one. Don't go and watch this film. Please don't go and watch this film. There is much better films like this out there. Like Mirage, which is a nice twist at the end and that sort of thing. Go and watch that. It came second in last season's stream table. Yeah. It was really good. I want to get more people to watch, in the, to watch Mirage. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Bottom of the stream, where it belongs. Boo! Hopefully nothing beats it. <laughs> but you never do know. With that being said, do you want to try and find out if we can beat it next week? Yes, please. I... <laughs> Let's get a, hopefully we get a palate cleanser. Yeah, Because this one tasted nice. horrible. <laughs> right, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Yes. It's picked a film called Office Uprising. What's that? I think this was also added to the list by Ross Cook. Oh, really? I think so. I think his films are coming out. Okay, let me find out what it says on IMDb and I will uh, let you know. So, Office Uprising is from 2018, last year. Described as an action comedy horror film. Okay. Uh, do you want to know the... 
synopsis? Yes, please. An employee at a weapons factory discovers that an energy drink turns his co-workers into zombies. Oh, hello. We've got a zombie film. <laughs> Fucking love zombie films. Uh, do you want to watch the trailer? Yes. Just so we're clear, my principles still hold. I'm not committing any acts of violence. Dude, we're about to go into battle. Why'd you even put that on? Everybody else was doing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not really that comfy with the whole spearing part. <laughs> now I'm holding spears. Zolt was designed for soldiers. Makes them alert, focused, productive. But this first batch. Wait, wait. Ah! Oh my god! Shit went sideways. Sam? That is why we do not send work emails with emoticons. Do you think this piss hand little bullet factory is my end game? I'm getting us out of here, okay? What's your plan, huh? Hi, fellas. Last opportunity to show some collaboration, Mr. Gantz. Any violence is purely coincidental. Which one of you wants a taste? Wait, you two are going to take them all on? <laughs> That's great. We're all going to die. I like my steak well done. And that's how I like my co-workers! Ah! Well, what do you think? I think that we couldn't get any more different <laughs> from this week. Certainly couldn't. Um, that is a comedy zombie film. Love zombie films, hate comedy films. going to be interesting. See which way it goes. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. Me too. I'm looking forward to that one. So, uh, yeah, go and watch Office Uprising, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Same time next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>